0: Wouldn't you rather it, quote unquote, take a long time and you actually build generational wealth or something that churns out money for you, value for you, residually, than to have to go to a place over and over again, especially if it's a place that you do not like working at? It's like, which one would you rather? Would you rather take a long time and invest in yourself? or would you rather take a long time and invest in someone else's dream in which you're only paid a salary? Perfect.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. So, today we're going to talk about something that's business related, but not necessarily real estate investing related. Uh, this is a play that you could uh, get started in um, and really be able to catapult uh, your success, your passive income, your generational wealth. That's the key word that I want to frame for you guys today. Listen, generational wealth. How can you build wealth that can feed not only you, not only your kids, not your grandkids, but your grandkids, 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 right? That's the ultimate goal of being in business. You know, one thing that I always say, and I, and I say it to you guys all the time, don't build a business, build a legacy. So how can you build a legacy? How can you think bigger? How can you think beyond real estate investing in general. How can you think beyond your business in general and build something that's uh, generationally long lasting? That's what we're going to talk about today. And our special guest, you know, I've known this guy since I, since I was five years old. We're talking about since kindergarten and uh, we grew up together. I used to spend the night in his house when we were kids. I remember uh, j- just to give you a little bit of backstory of how well I know this guy. So I remember when I first uh, spent the night at his house. It was, he had a house in Bed-Stuy Brooklyn and, uh, I grew up in the projects. He, he grew up in the projects as well, but he had a house in Bed-Stuy and it had, it was a duplex. It was the first house I ever saw with stairs in it. It was the upstairs and the downstairs and I was amazed by it. I don't know if you remember that story, Ernest, I but, do. Um, but yeah, man. So I think it was me. It was you. I think it was Jonathan. I can't remember who else was there, but it was that long ago. We were kids And, um, it was, it was just, it helped me think outside the box. So that goes to show that the things that you experience in life, make you the person you are today, whether it's good experiences or bad experiences, uh, you become the person you are by the experiences that you have in life. But I want to talk to our special guest today. Again, really good friend of mine. Uh, I've known him my entire life. Uh, right now he's in Los Angeles. Uh, He works in Hollywood, uh, but in addition to that, he also has a software, it's actually an app, a social media platform that I really wanted to discuss and how he's using that platform to be able to feed his grandkids, 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 right? So Ernest Dancy, what's going on, my man?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on your show.
1: Man, it's a pleasure, brother. So I was in LA last week, man, and we, we had some dinner and a couple of drinks together, and uh, we were really just catching up, man, but we had an interesting conversation and I knew I had to get you on this podcast, man. So before we jump into all of that, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, bro?
0: Well, my name is Ernest Dancy. As Jamel has stated, I live in Los Angeles. We're both from Brooklyn. We're from Red Hook Projects. Um, now, the funny thing is we're from Red Hook Projects, right? And I went to school at PS 27. 27- like we all did. My grandmother lived in Red Hook. So it made it easier Monday through Friday while my mother and father worked for me to stay with my grandmother and her take me to school. So the home that Jamel was referencing is my house. It was my mother and father's house in Bed-Stuy. So Friday through Sunday night, I will go home and stay over there. Monday through Friday, I was staying in Red Hook with my grandmother because logistically it made things easier. So, fast forward to let's just say graduating from college, right?
1: Oh, by the yeah. way, by the way, guys, we went to junior high school together as well. <laughs> All of
0: that. <laughs> All of that. Like, literally, when he says, from when we were children, literally, we've known each other our whole lives, not exaggerating. (laughs) We've known each other (laughs) literally our whole lives. So what first brought me out to Hollywood was acting like most people who uh, are transplanted from other places and moved to LA. So acting is what brought me out there primarily and first. So me and my wife, we packed up the car, literally. We moved to California, we moved to LA. My wife is a, she's a grinder. She is a grinder. She is a soldier. She is my partner. And she was obviously extremely supportive. So quick quick question.
1: Did you literally drive from Brooklyn to L.A.?
0: We drove from that same house that you were telling everyone about that same duplex that my mother and father owned, because at that time we lived in the upstairs apartment of my parents' brownstone. So we were paying them rent. We were we were doing the whole thing. Like we were we were married, living upstairs in the upstairs apartment. We packed our stuff, we packed everything into our Dodge Charger. We left from Bed stuy to LA. We mm-hmm. literally drove cross-country and it was a great experience.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's one thing I actually want to do with my kids, man. I want to rent one of those uh, trailers, those Winnebagos, got and, you. Uh, and, and drive to like every single state. That's one of my one of my goals. That I want to hit, man, uh, especially for my kids. We've been to a lot of states, but I want to actually drive, not fly.
0: Yeah, that road trip.
1: Yeah, yep. Yep.
0: The bonding so, experience.
1: That's right, man. So you're in Hollywood and you you start your acting career. I remember you were doing movies in Brooklyn and stuff like that. Yes. Um, so you shot out to LA to try and expand on that career. How did that go? You know
0: what? The acting stuff was going well. It is a grind. It is a hustle. And you, after a while, start to realize, okay, the probability is not in my favor. Mm. And when you start thinking analytically like that, and when you take it, all right, it's show business, but the business part actually comes first. And when your aim is, okay, I want to build generational wealth, you start looking at the numbers. You know that it's a numbers game. And then you start looking at, all right, how can I best control my destiny? I don't want to keep leaving this up to chance and leaving it up to other people. Mm. So I shifted from quote unquote, from just acting to, okay, I need to also write because the best way to be in a project is to create your own project and put yourself in it. So I began to write, begin to shop around projects that I had created. So I shifted more toward the writing and the producing side of things. Because, mind you, back in Brooklyn, my wife and I had already produced a feature film ourselves called Knuckle Game. Mm-hmm. So we already had experience doing that. And I already had experience writing and directing because I also had held those hats as it pertained to that production, too, as well as my partner, Sean Davis.
1: And you got a, so I've uh, already gotten- you got a relative. you that- know Sean. Yeah, I do. Yep. Now you put out you got a relative that came out with a movie as well. I don't know if you want to mention his yes. name on it or not, but uh that kind of did that have any influence on you at all?
0: Oh, it most definitely had a profound influence on me. Actually, while we were going to um PS27s, he was shooting that film at the age of 19, right in my grandmother's apartment building and in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So I would never forget that. It definitely shaped. How I saw myself um, going after my goals. It was like, oh, Hollywood, that's not something that's far fetched. Right. Making a film, that's not something that's far fetched. Once you see your cousin do it, it gives you the confidence to know, hold on, if he could do it, I, I can, can do that do it. as well. And it's a route that can be taken.
1: And what was the name of that movie, just for context, man?
0: Straight out of Brooklyn.
1: Straight out of Brooklyn. And it, I know if you're watching this, that's a, a classic movie from. The late 80s, early 90s. I know that most of you have heard about about that. But that's saw that was Ernest's cousin who uh, put that movie together. So you're in Hollywood. Um, Are you still working for within the Hollywood realms right now? Yeah, I
0: actually am. So fast forward to today, I was actually named. Well, not fast forward to this year. As of a couple of months ago, I was named the head of the literary division at the Wayne Agency. Okay. So So I represent writers, producers, and some directors.
1: Now, how do like what exactly is the head of the literary division at your company? What does that partake of?
0: So that title entails helping them to get their IPs show, sold their intellectual properties. So that's scripts for TV, for film, um, reality, concepts, unscripted, all of that. So getting IPs to studio executives, to production companies, and to networks and brokering those deals.
1: Got it. Now watch this, y'all. Everybody listening, watch this play. How do you make money doing that, Ernest?
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> that's commission-based. So when an IP is sold... The agency automatically gets 10%. That's how that works. So after a while, when you start thinking about wealth and how, when you start thinking about making money, even when you're not present, you want to do that commission-based. When money is connected to time spent doing the job, there's a cap on how much you can make. So it was always about me bringing in revenue, me bringing in income that's not connected to my actual time in the day spent. So
1: because basically
0: this is the limit.
1: So basically you're making money off of other people's efforts.
0: Exactly. When you it's brokering their effort, so there's effort on our part too, because we actually have to set the meetings. We have to build a relationship with relationships with the networks, with the production companies and with the executives at these companies. And then we have to use those relationships to get our clients, properties, IPs and creative efforts and endeavors through the door to get them those pitch meetings. So there is effort on our part. But what Jamel is uh, saying, in other words, is off of someone else's creative endeavor. There is other ways to make money where it's not just you and you can only make money off of what you created. No, right. there's many different avenues, many different revenue streams.
1: Right, man. So let's segue into the, the app that you're building right now. Now, obviously, okay. Holly, Hollywood is a major play, right? Yes. For most people. And to be honest with you, most people can't fathom, like me, I can't even fathom uh, being in Hollywood, even though I got a movie star face, man. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can't even fathom what it's like to make money in Hollywood, even though we see people making millions and millions of dollars all the time, to be honest with you, man, uh, just before we take that step into the next part of the convo, um, you look at guys that go into Hollywood, they make millions of dollars, but most of them, do they have a game plan for passive income or do they have a game plan for generational wealth? What are your thoughts on that?
0: I would say no, because a lot of people, um, especially when the checks are substantial, a lot of people rest on those laurels alone. Like, okay, I made two million dollars this year. I did two projects. I made two million dollars this year. Um, I'm comfortable with that and to each his own. That's fine. Very few people um, besides, let's take, for example, let's take, for example, from the music industry, right? One of our greats or two of our greats, Nas and Jay-Z. Very few artists until very recently thought to themselves, "Okay, I've made millions of dollars. Right. And a lot of the time it's sitting in the bank. Yep. Sitting in the bank is not money. going to make much money. That's right. It's not the yield on um the yield on that money is very little. Yep. Very little. So what Nas and Jay Z did was they created venture capital funds so that they can invest in other people's dreams and in other people's projects and then yield a return on that investment. So it's called venture capital investing. And mm-hmm. then that's where the generational wealth begins to be built. I'm quite sure if anyone was to ask Nas where he made more money, it would be from his investments.
1: Oh, of course, by far. <laughs> right? And yep. it's just like with the athlete thing. You know, most yes. athletes are broke within five years, probably less, within five years of retiring from whatever profession, professional uh, sport they retired from is because they overspent while yep. they were active. And then they continue to overspend and don't have, have
0: to keep the same lifestyle, keep the same lifestyle, when they were active post-career. And yep. then that money starts to dwindle down very fast the because they don't lifestyle. have,
1: yep. they don't the have any passive income.
0: None, none. And sooner or later, no matter how much money you've made as it pertains to that million dollar club, that money can disappear with That's right. just like Jamel said it within about five years. It can, all be, it can all be gone. And we've seen numerous examples of that.
1: Numerous. Yep. And I'm going to relate this to real estate for you guys watching this. I'm going to really all back in because I know we're talking about a, a, a topic that's a little over some people's heads, right? When it comes to real estate, uh, take, for example, wholesaling real estate. I talk about this all the time. And I've learned this the hard way myself. I was like that actor or that athlete that made active income all the time, wholesaling and flipping houses. Um, honestly, when you do that, all you're doing is creating a high paying job and you're not going to be able to benefit long-term. If you stopped wholesaling or you you wanted to go on vacation, for example, last week I was in LA. Uh, I sat down with Ernest. My businesses kept running because I have a team. But if I stopped, actively work in my wholesale business, I'm not going to make money even with a team because the team needs to be orchestrated, right? Uh, versus having passive income, taking that active income and putting them into passive plays. For example, uh, putting it in real estate terms, a passive play is buying and holding real estate. Now, when you look at buying and holding real estate, you work once but you make money over and over and over again, as long as you own that property. So I I stress for everybody watching this, who's getting their bag up right now through active income streams like wholesaling, or maybe you go to Hollywood, or maybe you you started another business, don't live off of that revenue, take that revenue, put it into something that's going to produce money for you every single month without your personal efforts And the best investment that I know of is not Bitcoin. It's not uh, stocks and bonds and things like that. It's real estate. You get appreciation. You take advantage of depreciation. You take advantage of uh, tax benefits, many different benefits to owning real estate. And like I said in in, in a previous video, the powers that be created these systems so that they can benefit from it. All we're doing is playing the game right along with them. Right. So, so listen to this, guys, whatever your active income stream is today, create passive income streams. Uh, that's going to allow you to not work and make a whole lot more money for as long as as long as possible. We're going to dig more into that. But for now, let's talk about this software, man, this uh, this app that you're building, bro.
0: OK, so my tech company in which I'm the co-founder and CEO of is called One for All Concept. And our, our first offering is a social communications networking app called Plug Me In. So that's plug.me.in. And uh, it's available for iPhones right now. We have the MVP version of it, which means the minimally viable product. Mm-hmm. That version is out in the uh, iOS store. So you guys can go and download it.
1: And uh, not to cut you off, bro, but one uh, more thing. For those of you who don't understand what an MVP is, think of the first iPhone that was launched. The first iPhone was an MVP product, right? So that what that means is Apple created the base model and they sold it to you and then you gave feedback exactly. and they built a better version over time. Exactly, so iteration different
0: right. iterations, you reiterate. Um, you keep improving upon. And like Jamel was um, saying, even diving deeper into that, with those MVPs, it's basically a product that you put out there so that the market can inform you on how it needs to be shaped. Because you come up with a basic idea, but then the market never lies. The market is what's going to tell you in which direction you should go. Because the market is where the demand is based. So it's upon you to supply that demand. Business, making money, the basics of it is supply and demand. It always has been, always will be. When um, when talking about uh, passive income, right? Passive revenue streams, it's all about passive and residual. That's what Jamel is basically breaking down to um, all of you. Can you make money while you sleep? A lot of people, concentrate on the front end money right mm. again there's a cap to front end money there's a cap what you really want and and only the strong can do it <laughs> only the strong can do it what you want is that back end that's you right you want those back end percentage points because that's the long term money that's the money that keeps going that's the money that makes your account snowball it's the back end. A lot of times we're tricked into, hey, I'll give you a job, $75,000 a year. Right. Which is nothing to um, scoff at. Right. You can provide for your family with $75,000 per year. And um, based upon where you live, that money can be stretched even more. Right. Lower cost of living in certain places. There's some people that say, you know what, you keep that seventy five thousand dollars right? But I want 20 to 30% of whatever the business makes. You don't have to pay me anything upfront. You keep all of that upfront money. You reinvest it into the business. You use that money to hire other employees. Right. I don't want to be paid like just uh, another one of the employees. I want money. I want a percentage of what the business is yielding that I'm working toward. And then that's usually the key. It can be done in Hollywood. Tom Cruise does it all the time. He takes back end points. He very rarely takes a whole bunch of money up front because he already knows when he puts out a mission impossible, that's going to crack the billion dollar mark at the box office. It's going to do it. He'd rather take percentages of that, percentages of merchandising. It's these types of thoughts because Tom Cruise racing through um a hallway with bullets flying past them and you see the bullets flying past and they take a picture of that, that goes right on a
1: lunchbox. You know, it's funny, man, because uh, it, it's almost, well, two things, man. Number one, um, in the music industry, I think some music artists, the ones who are doing really well, for example, Master P, you got Jay-Z, yep. you got Nas, they understand that the money is not really made in the album sales, unless you own your nope. masters, right? Which very few is,
0: people do.
1: That's right. You have to own your masters, but in addition to that, um, the money is made at the shows, right? So you make the money yep. for the show, but then you got the bending as well, mm-hmm. right? Mike, Mike Tyson just did it with um, his boxing when he, fought, when he fought Roy Jones. He's, he makes most of it. Uh, Floyd Mayweather does it. They make their money on the back end they make their money from the yep. venues. That's where yep. the real money is made. It's not from the actual event. From, it's not from, from the
0: purse. It's <laughs> not that's
1: right, not from the purse, man. It's from the back end, the back end yep. money. So Tom Cruise is doing that in Hollywood. That proves that anybody could do it. Yep. I think the second thing I wanted to mention was I think that people and just reeling it back into real estate. I think people uh-huh. have to understand that, that you have to you almost have to turn down instant gratification yes.
0: for long-term
1: gain, right? Yes. You can make far more money. So to me, I'm not knocking wholesaling real estate at all. I love it. I still do it, but that's a small amount of money compared to the amount of money you can make if you just bought and hold uh, for long-term, right? So again, you're, you're, what you're in essence doing is delaying instant gratification You're saying, I don't want this right now. I'm going to take the bigger bag later on.
0: Yep, for long-term prosperity.
1: That's how you build passive generational wealth, man. So how are you using your app to be able to do that, bro?
0: So now we'll bring it back around to Hollywood, right? When you think about film, when you think about television, people usually think about what they see on the screen, right? But they're not thinking about the fact that there is a conglomerate distributing these films, distributing these television shows, NBC, ABC, um, TNT, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Those are the distribution channels. That's where the generational wealth Mm. is made. That's whose grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren will still be spending great, 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 great granddaddy's money without yeah. having ever met them because they were the ones who were able to dig their, their, their nails and their feet into the dirt and start to plant infrastructure through which other things can travel. And when I say other things can travel, movies can be uh, shown, television so they, shows can be shown. So Building we're talking, a
1: platform. we're talking about physical real estate, right? On my channel what you're talking about is digital real estate in essence
0: yes yes right yep
1: something Again, that you
0: can't even touch
1: that's right digital real estate so uh, an example of that would be social media an example of that yep. would be and, and that's right along with your apps right so you yes. got social media um an example of that would be uh products uh digital products they yes. use it music is a
0: thing that you can download
1: things that you can download, right? So those we're talking about digital real estate at the end of the day. And if people can understand that, just owning a website is digital real estate, really. Digital
0: real estate.
1: The more valuable you make that website, the more money you can make, right? So I can build a software today and put a certain amount of people on that software and then sell it for millions of dollars provided somebody's willing to pay that.
0: Exactly, because people want to be where people are. Mm -hmm. So as it pertains to plug me in, if we have, if we grow to 1 billion users, obviously there's people on the app, right? So advertisers Mm -hmm. will, of course, want to pay us to be in front of people. That's how that works. That's how that money um, is exchanged. They need eyes. So if you can build something in which people congregate, and if you can build something that's digital in which people congregate, that means it can spread far and wide. There's really no cap on it. The only cap on that would be um, different countries saying, OK, we don't want your tech here. That would be the only cap on
1: it. Like China.
0: It's up to you. Exactly. Then it's up to you to find other places in which to expand that digital product. That's all it's about. So with Plug Me In, I'm still in communications. Film and television, that's a different form of communications. That's all it is. So my goal has always been to not just to provide the content for someone else's communications platform, but for myself to build the communications platform in which content, messaging and communications flows through. I wanted to be the owner of the infrastructure. That's how I plan on building generational wealth for my family, for my legacy and for generations to come. So that's, that's how I first came up with the idea of Plug Me In. I was on Facebook trying to um, Advertise for short films that I had done, things of that nature um, on Instagram, on YouTube. And it dawned on me, yo, you need to build your own infrastructure. If they did it, so can you. Build your own platform. It's going to be hard. So what? Anything worth having is going to be hard. That's That's how it is. That's the actual, that's the actual obstacle. Can you, can you um, deal with the fact that it's not going to be easy and still persevere and keep going? And then can you also connect with like-minded individuals who are not afraid of hard work? Because no one can do it alone. You have to have a team. You have to have other people that um, you are involved with When you hit that bump in the road, that could tell you, yo, it's just a bump. Keep on going. It's nothing. I have this type of resource here because they know down the road, as you build yourself up, you're going to be able to help them too. One hand washes the other one.
1: Both hands wash the face, man.
0: Exactly.
1: That's a New York thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the title of this right here, man. Using digital real estate to build generational wealth, man. It just hit me. That's the title of this podcast right there, man. So you're using digital assets right now. And there's no doubt in my mind uh, because you're actually on your way to building a billion dollar software, a yes. billion dollar app, uh, social media platform because you're changing the game on how social media is being used, right? So like you said, if you got Facebook, if you can have people congregate on one platform and, in one keep, place. and keep them coming back, you can make a lot of money with it, right? And a it's lot. free. Free. So let's talk about the uh the app within itself, man. You got Facebook, you got uh, TikTok, and you got YouTube, Instagram,
0: and Instagram, you got all these set, different platforms,
1: right? Right. So only a handful. Think- so how does your app differ from these other platforms?
0: You see, people would um take the fact that quote unquote, there's so many different platforms out there already. As discouragement, like, oh, I'm not going to throw my hat into the ring. There's too much competition. No, there's different takes on the same thing, which will make yours different and then make yours become in demand to the population and to the right. public at large, right? So Plug Me In is the social networking app for your real life social network of people. That's the gist of Plug Me In. So we're not, I'll tell. I'll start by um, saying what we're not. We're not the social networking platform in which uh, one would utilize because, oh, I wanna win the popularity contest. That's not us. You could go to Instagram, you could go to TikTok, you could go to Facebook for that. There's riches and niches. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with that term, but um, there's riches and niches. We're the social networking communications platform are for the people you really meet in real life, the people that you know in real life and wanna stay connected with. Mm-hmm. So uh, for example, there is no app wide search bar on our platform in which you just can put someone's name in and send them a random friend request. Ours doesn't work like that. It has mm-hmm. to be someone who is actually in your phone. So their phone number is actually stored in your phone or someone who, when you go out, maybe you go out to a business networking event, maybe you're out at the gym, maybe you go to a bar, you go to a club, maybe uh, you go for a run somewhere and you meet these people, you hit it off and you choose to stay connected. That's when you exchange something called the plug. Because I also believe in a future in which phone numbers aren't necessary. Instead of giving out your phone number, you give out your plug instead. And what that would do, would would uh, it would kind of force the telecoms, which are the phone companies, to stop charging people $90 a month on their cell phone bill when our actual phone number is probably the function of our phone that we least use on a day-to-day basis. Now we do everything through social media. We can make video calls. None of that requires a phone number. All it requires is either a Wi-Fi connection or your uh, cellular connection. So why am I paying an extra $40 a month on a bill for a function I don't even use? I'm basically just using my internet connection. So with Plug Me In, that's all you would basically need. And I'm betting on that future. That's literally what I'm betting on. To make a lot of money and to make generational wealth just like our forefathers before us who did it, the Rockefellers of the world, right? You have to take a risk. Mm -hmm. You have to take a risk and you have to, you have to believe that you do have your finger on the pulse of the market that you're going after. You give them that product and then you let them shape that MVP into that product, which is never finished. It's always growing. It's always adapting. It's always changing. These digital products, even um, physical products, they're they're living things. Think of it like that. They are living things who, if they are to survive, they have to have adaptability built in to their DNA. Because if you can't adapt, you will fail to exist sooner or later. Someone will come to take you out. Right. So plug me in is the social communications platform for your real life social network of people. It's safer because it's not just random people, as I stated. It's people who you really know or who you really met. And if it happens to be someone that you meet and you guys are not hitting it off any longer, you simply unplug them. They can't call you anymore. They can't see what you post on your timelines they can't stalk you, none of that. It's safer for women. It's much safer for children, for uh and when I say children, I mean like high school age and up because it limits the ways in which people can bully them. That mm-hmm. cyberbullying plug me in puts a cap on that just by the nature of how it's built.
1: So it's not the type of app that someone is looking to go viral on pretty much. No. It's it's more so of a communications Social media platform, so it, it sounds like it sounds like Facebook, WhatsApp, and LinkedIn all in one, right
0: correct that's, that's accurate that's an accurate description of it So I, what I like to say is it's uh, all of the good of social networking without the bad gotcha. so we're filtering out the bad and keeping all of the good points of social networking and the nature of plug me in is to actual, actually foster physical interaction. Because with these other social networks, we've literally gotten away from being each in each other's presence. Sooner or later, the pandemic is gonna be completely under control. We're going to have to get back out here and learn how to be around each other and enjoy each other's physical company. And Plug Me In is the digital product the digital uh, social networking communications platform that that fosters that that encourages that.
1: That's right. And just just for passive income purposes, and, and, and right along with that convo, you know, Ernest and I had a discussion right before the pandemic where I was looking to invest into plug-in. That's an opportunity that can literally build generational wealth. I'm at the ground floor of a so- of a software or a platform that will, you know, for every dollar you put into it, you think about it when it's a billion dollar company, how much do you think you're really going to make off of that? I mean, it's incredible. You know what I mean? So you look for opportunities like that, but that's a discussion that we'll we'll have uh, some time in the future, but yeah, man, how are you using the platform in order to build that generational wealth for yourself, that passive income? Like what's the end goal for you?
0: Okay. So just like you stated, there are different types of investors, right? So there are friends and family, right? And truth be told, most of us don't have friends and family that have disposable income that they can invest into an endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. There's angel investors. So those are investors who do have that type of income but are not part of a venture capital company in which they can come and invest early and get an ROI, which is a return on investment out of it, which is usually 10 times what they put in. That's what Jamel is um, explaining. There are venture capital firms. So they usually handle the seed round of investing, which is the first round of institutionalized investing. And then there's like an A, a B, a C. Some of them go all the way to G. You would be surprised with all of those investments, the company, the startup. And in this case, our startup one for all concepts, which is the um, umbrella company for a plug man would be valued at a higher valuation. Mm -hmm. So the more investments that come in, the higher your company is valued at. Right. Eventually, you want to do something which is called an exit. So now an exit is when you either become acquired by another company, a larger company, which uh, Facebook acquired WhatsApp, Facebook acquired Instagram. Those creators, those founders of those two platforms became billionaires, Right. right? The people who invested in those platforms, a lot of them became billionaires. Those are the exits for everybody. And then another exit is when you actually go public on the mm-hmm. stock markets. And that's what Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg did with Facebook. When you go public, now you can start selling off some of your equity, some of your shares in the company. Mm-hmm. Now you're a billionaire. The company gets to um, grow. The company gets to take more investment, but in the form of people buying shares of the company on the stock market that gives them enough money to go out and then acquire the other startups so that's how the um ecosystem as it pertains to startups and investors that's how it keeps going round and round and as um those things keep happening you just divest you divest some of your shares that's how you build your generational wealth once you're a billionaire once you've created something that's running basically by itself, you're no longer involved in the day to day activities. What else do you do with your money? That's right. You take some of your money and you invest in somebody else's startup. And then you hope to get a return on investment out of there. You keep the money out there and flowing and working for you. And that's another conversation me and uh, Jamel had uh, that night in LA last week. It's all about your money going out there and bringing
1: back more money. That's
0: right. Money loves money. Nothing attracts money like money does.
1: That's right. Think about it, man. This this sounds exactly like real estate investing. You got family and friends who can be private lenders. You got, um, instead of angel investors, you got private lenders. Um, You got hard money lenders out there. You got bank funds. You got all of this money out there that can fund your uh, projects that you want to do in the real estate business, um, to create active income and eventually create passive income. The more money that you make actively, you you put into passive income. Like Ernest was saying, you you take the money that you 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 uh, make off of these apps. In our case, you take the money that you make from the active income. You put it in the passive income streams, and then you live off of the passive income. So when Ernest makes billions of dollars off of his uh platform and he decides hey i want to invest into i want to become a uh, an angel investor or a venture capitalist or whatever the so case I- may be i can then get a return on my investment by putting my money out and i can live off of that investment versus the active income that's coming in it's the same exact thing man business is business is business at the end of the day no matter what you do the the moral of the story today is to take your active income whether it's through a social media platform like what Ernest has whether it's through wholesaling or flipping houses or you know whether it's through having a job or whatever the case may be the moral of the story i think the message we want to uh, put across to you guys today is use your active income not to live off of the active income But to invest. And then once you start building up your investments, it's going to be hard in the beginning, but in a very short period of time, again, delaying instant gratification, you'll be able to build that real wealth that's going to allow you to not have to work. And then the the more you build on top of that, it starts to create generational assets for generations down the line that will not have to uh, worry about how they're going to get started in life in general. So like me, I'm teaching my daughters. I'm passing things down to my daughters, real estate and information. They're going to pass it down to their kids and pass it down. And it, it becomes a cycle, right? That's how you build. That's called real generational wealth to me.
0: Yep, it's a snowball effect.
1: It's a snowball effect, man. That's exactly what it is. Yep. So I think that's where we wanted to... uh I, I know we talked about a lot of different things today, but yeah. really. Oh, and
0: and um, the other thing that, remember, we wanted to get in there. Uh, if you do have the potential to do these things, right, that's the first aspect, having the potential to do these things, having the work ethic to do these things, uh, having it, the the persevering type of spirit in you to do these things and a great idea. It's not good enough for you to just do things and think about yourself. Mm. So that's the first layer, right? Being able to provide for yourself. You can already do that. Being able to provide for your immediate family, right? You're supposed to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, can you think beyond your children and start thinking about your grandchildren? Fine. You're going to see your grandchildren, right? So it's easier to think about them. Can you think about your grandchildren's children? Mm. It's like, can you start seeing that far down the road? Can you care that much to know, all right, there's things that I'm going to have to sacrifice in my lifetime so that they never have to make the same sacrifices that I am willing to make. Can you think in that manner? Because if you can, then these things are definitely possible for your great-great-great-grandchildren to have. It's happened before. We've seen numerous instances of this. And then when you take into account another saying that your network is your network, you'll start to actively and consciously make decisions as it pertains to who you choose to spend your time with. Because like-minded individuals, you can help them achieve that and they can help you achieve that same thing. And you guys need each other. That's right. You need each other. We need each other. So those are some of the things that, um, like I said, those those of us with the potential to do it, we have to keep at the forefront of our minds. That's right. Generational wealth has to begin somewhere. So we should choose us to be the ones who it begins with.
1: Yeah, bet on yourself, man, at the end of the day. So let me let me give you an example of like, one aspect that I'm bringing to the table for my generations, right? Um, my goal over the next, I'm 40 years old today. Uh, well, I'm 40 years old as of March of uh, 2021. I I want to acquire 5,000 uh, apartment units, 5,000 doors before I'm 50. With 5,000 units, I'm literally creating generational wealth For several generations to come. And the more units I get, and the the more I teach my kids and grandkids on how to acquire more units, it'll simply pass down. right? So um, that's what I'm contributing. No one before me has, has done it in my family. And I'm looking to... That's the ultimate goal for me. And that's a goal that I literally created. I was in real estate before my first few years, I didn't have any goals. my 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 next few years after that, when I when I made my first million dollars in real estate, I still wasn't clear on what I wanted. It wasn't until just a couple of years ago where I really got clear on what I wanted. So the first goal for everyone listening to this is to get clear on what you want, get clear on how you're going to be able to do it, and then take action. But don't think uh, with Within what Ernest is saying, don't think about yourself. Don't think about your immediate family. Start thinking in terms of uh, how can I do this and how can it be bigger than what my current thoughts are, what I can't yep. see right now, you know, what I can't for- foresee right now. How can I think... Yep. At- Have foresight. Foresight, exactly. You got to be thinking 10, 20, 100 years from now. And that's why you got the Rockefellers and you know, the, The uh, the Carnegie's and a lot of, you know, to be honest with you, man. Um, I believe it's the Carnegie family. They aren't as uh, wealthy as they once were. I think the the Rockefellers are because of the way they play the game. Right. So that's a whole nother conversation where we're talking about uh, having insurance for every single person as born within the family. This is a generational wealth hack. I'm going to tell y'all right now, what you do is you have insurance for every single person. Let's, let's use the Rockefellers, for example. What they did was they took, um, for every new Rockefeller that was born into the family, they put insurance on their life, right? Uh, when that person dies off, every single thing that they borrowed or took from the family's bank, this is called family banking, right? Everything they took from that was paid back, through the insurance company. So in essence, the family never runs out of money, right? That's just an insurance hack right there, right? Um, A generational wealth hack. You can look into that. You could go on YouTube. There's plenty of videos on how to do it. That's something I'm actually incorporating. Uh, It's called family banking. Look into that.
0: All of the things we haven't been taught, right? Growing up, all of the things we were not taught.
1: We're not privy to it because when we don't have access to that type of information, especially where we come from, man. Yep. You know, we we there's there's we. It's not until you start making real money, to where you start becoming aware of what information is actually out there to allow you to change your life, right? Yep. This and information
0: outside of your normal circles.
1: That's right. That's right, man. And that's why you you said it before. Your net worth. Comes directly. It's, it's it's correct. It's accurately correlated to your network. At the end of the day, man, your network is your net worth, right? Yeah. So the information I learned something from a friend of mine, who I had on my podcast not so long ago, uh, Pace Morby, man. Uh, shout out to Pace Morby, by the way. But I learned something from him uh, that pertained to building out generational wealth as well, man. And you know, again. Had he not been in my immediate circle, I would have never learned it. So your net work is directly correlated to Mm -hmm. your net worth, man. So get out there, guys. You got to start thinking above and beyond yourself. Stop thinking small minded. I'm not saying real estate uh, or not real estate in general, but um, wholesaling real estate is bad. But don't make a career out of something that's going to have you working for the rest of your life. So I'm thinking above and beyond wholesaling. Start so thinking long-term. Delayed gratification leads to real success. Don't think about what you want right now. Think about what you want 10 years from now, and you guys will be, will be straight with that. So, Ernest, man, how can our listeners get in contact with you?
0: So, um, they can actually go to www plug me in app.com to get in contact with me. So, uh, I, I check the emails often. I have my assistant update me on, uh, the important emails that come through. Uh, they can all go download the app. If you have an iPhone, we have the Android version. What we're projecting is we will have that out by either October or November because we are aggressively, aggressively striving to expand in Africa. We want to be huge players in Kenya, Ghana, and Nigeria. It is literally one of my main goals because communications, communication infrastructure and five, like finance infrastructure, banking apps, apps in which you can do peer-to-peer payments. All of those things are huge in Africa. And that's what I want to capitalize on Huge opportunity in Africa And Nigeria, Kenya, and Ghana Are English speaking uh, Countries So www.plugmeinapp.com
1: Not sure if you guys can see that right there But that's the app logo That you guys are looking for Let me see if I can get it closer Can you see that? Plug me in Right Definitely Um definitely go ahead and and download it. I have it on my phone as well. It's a pretty dope social media platform. It's definitely going to change the game. Um, And use this platform and start creating that passive income and generational wealth for yourself. Start linking in with people and creating those circles for yourself through this app that will allow you relationships. This is a relationship business, especially in real estate. And the way Ernest has set this up, you can use... Plug me in to tighten up your relationships. It's not like yep. LinkedIn. It's not like Facebook. It, it's the better parts of all of these, but you have a real circle, real people that you really know, real connection. It's almost like a private mastermind amongst you and everybody else that you that that are effective in your life, right? So use that app. Definitely go to Plug Me In. I, I know it's in the app store. And the yep. Android version will be out in a couple of months. Definitely take advantage of this. I'm proud to know this guy, man. He's definitely going to be uh, a billionaire off of this this uh, platform within the next, what'd you say, five or 10 years?
0: I say within the next five years. That's five the years. That's the, and, the, and the other aim is for you to be a billionaire off of it. That's you right, You know, man. when you invest, that's what people have to think about how it's, it's just simply not enough for just you to make money. That's right. people around you need to be making money off of your endeavors too. That's the key. That is the key. That's how it takes a village.
1: Yep. You know, it's funny, man, we had this conversation too, uh, and then we'll start wrapping this up, but, um, you spoke about investors and how people, especially in our community, where we come from, People want instant gratification,
0: right? Mm-hmm. We spoke
1: about instant gratification a lot on this uh, podcast. Um, so you you mentioned something I thought was interesting last week. You said some of the investors are like, "Okay, this is taking kind of long." What was the uh, response that you said uh, last week?
0: Oh, so um, me? some now these are you, These are people who are not professional investors or it could simply be friends and family, right? So they'll, they'll say something uh, to the effect of, wow, it's taken a long time for you to build this out and get it to where you, you're, you're saying it's going to be. However, once you do get there, most likely they're still going to be working the same jobs and living the same lifestyle that they've always lived. Don't they think that that's taken a long time? Wouldn't you rather it, quote unquote, take a long time and you actually build generational wealth or something that churns out money for you, value for you, residually, than to have to go to a place over and over again, especially if it's a place that you do not like working at? It's like, which one would you rather? Would you rather take a long time and invest in yourself? Or would you rather take a long time and invest in someone else's dream in which you're only paid a salary? And like Jamel has stated, we're not belittling anything, but it's all about what someone would rather, what someone prioritizes. I rather take a long time, I rather it take a long time and I invest in myself, invest in my family's future. I rather that. And I rather invest in my relationships because success. Success is a relationship game.
1: That's right, man. So again, you know, you, you know that goes back to delaying the instant gratification for the long term success. That's exactly what it is, man. Think long term. Don't think about right now. Most people want what they want right now, not right now, the present. They're not thinking about ten years from now. Yep. Right? So make decisions based on that, and you will be forever wealthy. I'm telling you, if yep. you like- and
0: know that it's not taboo for you and your friends to talk about wanting to be first rich and then become wealthy. It is not taboo. That's it right. is something that you should be talking about with um, your, the network of people that you choose to have around you as you start to network upward. The people right. who are currently with you, if you can't talk about uh, making money with them maybe they're not worth you talking to as much as you normally
1: do. That's right, man. So Ernest, man, listen, if you had to give our listeners some last words regarding, you know, building generational wealth or Mm -hmm. regarding mindset or anything along those lines, what would those words be?
0: Uh, I would say those words would be don't be afraid To think big and then don't be afraid to go big. You have time to live a normal life. You have time to um, get a job. You have time for those things. Why not go big now? Failing Mm. is okay because you can fail your
1: way forward. That's right, man. Fail your way forward, think big and get big results at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So go big or go home, as we say, you know what I mean, at the end of the day. But listen, man, it's been a real pleasure having you, bro. Um, Looking forward to seeing all your successes over the next few years. I know that that uh, platform, Plug Me In, is definitely going to change the game for you at the end of the day. And I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. It's going to change it for us, man. That's right, bro. (laughs) That's right, man. But I'm um, looking forward to that, man. And uh, I know that this is definitely going places. And I hope that everyone listening to this uh, podcast or watching this YouTube, this podcast on YouTube, will be able to benefit from the platform in order to create their own circles of influence as well. So, listen, guys, get out there, take massive action in order to get massive results. And again, Don't think about what you want right now. Delay that uh, instant gratification for long-term success, and it will change your life. Looking forward to talking to you guys on the next one. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to Jamel or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash The Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok, I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.